Have you ever had to let go of a friendship or a relationship before? We all outgrow friendships, partners, and loved ones throughout our life, but it can be hard not to take it personally. And honestly, it can feel heart-wrenching, confusing, and frustrating. I mean, maybe you've known these people since elementary or middle school or high school, or you know, maybe you've been tight with this person since your college days. Or shoot, maybe you've been in a romantic relationship with them for a while. No matter what the situation looks like for you, it can be incredibly painful and heartbreaking to cut off a friend, family member, or loved one. And it can be excruciating when you're on the receiving end of a friendship or relationship breakup as well. But the good news is you're not alone. Outgrowing our friends, family, and loved ones is something that naturally happens as we grow up and age throughout life. Our paths change, our personal values become more solidified, and we start to recognize our worth and what we know that we deserve in our relationships, which can be as simple as being loved, respected, and understood. Mainstream media and society has taught us that we're quote-unquote supposed to have BFFs or best friends forever, or we have to stay in these romantic relationships till death do us part and stick it through with toxic family relationships in the name of loyalty and commitment. This narrative is not helpful. Life is dynamic and ever-changing, and we're setting ourselves up for disappointment when we expect a person to act or behave in a certain way for a lifetime. And in the online space, we hear a lot of the stereotypical, don't be afraid to cut them off statements when it comes to toxic relationships. But what about the more nuanced side of letting go of relationships and friendships? I mean, you can also be incompatible without it being a quote-unquote, toxic relationship. And it can still be time for you and the other person to move on. People can only meet you at the level in which they've met themselves. If you've ever experienced a friendship or relationship breakup in the past, or maybe you're going through it right now, this is the episode for you. Because I'm going to go over the topic of outgrowing relationships normalizing the emotional process of letting go and seeing the upside in all of it. So let's get deep and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the That's Deep podcast. I'm Naomi and I'm an international board certified life and success coach, neuro-linguistic programming practitioner or NLP as you've heard it, an empath, a mother, an introvert, and a podcast host. It is my mission to empower humans from the inside out through inner and outer exploration. Thank you so much for being here. If you love the show, please give it a follow and a five-star rating. I appreciate you so much. Now let's dive in. Outgrowing friendships and relationships are all part of our life's journey, and it comes with the territory when you're involved in working on your own personal development. You're an ever-evolving human who is leveling up in consciousness day by day, and it's totally normal for you to fall out of relationships. 
but it can be confusing to tell which friendships or relationships are worth letting go of and which ones are worth keeping. So I'm here to help you get some more clarity today, and I'd love to share with you 10 signs that you've outgrown a friendship or relationship. Number one, continuous lack of attunement and communication issues. So what I'm trying to say is that there are deeper issues within the relationship that never get addressed. So I'm not sure if you all are familiar with John Gottman. He wrote this amazing book. It's all about relationships um, and specifically marriage. And he constantly talks about attunement. And when I'm talking about attunement, I'm talking about emotional attunement. So emotional attunement is the ability to recognize, understand, and engage with another's emotional state. Um, And I think communication comes as a result of attunement, or maybe they go hand in hand. Let me know what you think. But yes, the first sign that you've outgrown a friendship or a relationship is continuous lack of attunement and deeper communication issues that aren't being addressed. So number two, the second sign that you've outgrown a friendship or relationship is the relationship is draining, distressing, and depleting. So quick exercise. I want you to think about maybe your five closest relationships, whether that be your romantic partner, your close friends, maybe a family member, uh, maybe it's a coworker. Think about your five closest relationships and you don't have to write this down or say it out loud or tell anyone, but you know, to yourself, think about which of those relationships are the most life-giving and the most energizing or maybe the most relaxing, you know, the most like, I guess what I'm trying to say is think about the relationships that leave you feeling really good emotionally and mentally, you know, physically, spiritually, whatever it is, which relationships leave you feeling good when you're, you know, finished with the interaction and also take inventory of which relationships feel stressful, right? I know that you can name at least one relationship that you have in your life right now that you feel stressed after you interact with them. So second sign that you've outgrown a friendship or relationship, the friendship or relationship is draining, distressing, and depleting. Number three, you don't feel safe in the relationship and, you know, you don't feel safe emotionally or maybe physically or mentally. You just don't feel safe. And that's like one of the biggest, um, you know, some people like to say red flags, but I like to see it as like a little pointer in the right direction because that's kind of how life is just us receiving over time these little pointers in the right direction, right? So when you like your nervous system knows situations and people that you feel safe with. And it also knows to communicate with you when you don't feel safe. So if you're not feeling safe in your relationship, whether that be on an emotional, physical, or mental level, that could be a sign that you've outgrown this relationship. So number four, you aren't being valued or respected in the relationship. I think I don't have to say much more on that, Uh, you know, period. If you don't feel valued or respected in your relationship, I mean, damn, you know, that's, that's one of the most important qualities 
at least in my opinion, that I think, you know, should be in a relationship. If you don't feel valued or respected and you constantly feel terrible as a result of the relationship, like that's a sign that you might be outgrowing it. That's a sign that you might want to think about moving on, right? And I can't tell you what to do. You are your own best judge and, you know, you have a better sense of judgment for what's best for your life than, than I do. So just follow your gut, follow your intuition, and let's move on to number five. So this one is huge. The fifth sign that you might have outgrown a friendship or relationship is that you don't feel connected. I know that there's a lot of relationships that we have that are a little bit more on like the surface level. Um, It's more day-to-day routine and it doesn't feel deeply connected. Um, Maybe you don't, another way to think about this is you don't feel close with the person. Maybe that's on a mental level, emotional level, physical level, spiritual level. I like to kind of address the different um, kind of aspects of life because things can happen in more than one category or maybe just one or anyway. So number six, the sixth sign that you've outgrown a friendship or a relationship is that your trust is broken and it's broken beyond repair. You know, I, I feel like a lot of it has to do with a conscious decision that you're not going to try anymore. So maybe you did trust this person and they've broken your trust and you know you've kept trying to repair and forgive and mend because it can definitely happen you can definitely rebuild trust it's not impossible but if one person or maybe both decides that they don't want to continue to build this trust and they feel like it's broken beyond repair then that's a sign that you know you might have outgrown this relationship and it might be time to start moving forward without that person. The seventh reason why you may have outgrown a friendship or a relationship is that your your lifestyle just doesn't align with that person's lifestyle. So maybe you're a mom and you've got your kids and your job and your partner and you've already got a lot of things going on in your own life and the person that you're in a friendship or a relationship with, um, you know, they don't have like a similar lifestyle going on and like trust me, we all have different lifestyles. And I'm not saying that you have to be doing the exact same thing as somebody else to like be, you know, in an aligned friendship. But like, think about the difference in schedule for like a single person with no kids, like they have a lot more like wiggle room in terms of the freedom of time and space, right? And their their power of choosing when and where they can do activities, right? Or hop on a plane and go somewhere for travels. Um, You know, a mother with three kids um, and, you know, maybe like a full nine to five might not be able to, I don't know, I guess meet the other person's expectations, right? And I think that's another thing, like expectations in relationships. It's tough. Like we all try our best not to have these preconceived expectations, you know, within our relationships, but they're definitely there. And like, I feel like when one person in the relationship tries to force their expectations upon you, or they constantly make you feel like you're, you're not meeting their expectations, it's time to like reevaluate kind of like who you're listening to. Like maybe we should challenge ourselves to pardon the interruption. Have you been seeing repeating numbers over and over again? 
Maybe you're seeing 1111 when you happen to glance at the clock, or maybe you're seeing 222, 333, 444, or 555 all day, every day. Either way, I'm sure you're wondering what all of these repeating angel numbers mean and what you can do when you see them. I've got you. Check out the angel number cheat sheet. This is your personal guide to interpret those angel numbers that you've been seeing. No more guessing. You have the answers here. This is a 12-page PDF that covers the 12 commonly seen angel numbers, and this is the perfect resource for you to keep in your back pocket, aka your phone. I personally like to keep mine in my iBooks, Kindle, or Google Drive app on my phone for quick reference so that I can interpret the meaning of the angel number whenever I see it in real time. This guide is going to make it a whole lot easier for you to interpret the messages that you're receiving from the universe in the moment that you receive them. Download the angel number cheat sheet today and may all the manifesting miracles be in your favor. Click the link in the show notes to check it out. Try to align with our own self expectations, right? You know yourself best. Um, Number eight, the eighth sign that you might have outgrown a friendship or relationship is that you don't share any more like your commonly shared activities and interests are no longer in alignment with each other. So example, maybe you used to be a drinker who like went out every night and, you know, you might lose the friends who refuse to understand your current intentions. So of course you can still be sober and have friends that still choose to drink for those friends that aren't going to like, they, they're going to, they don't want to accept what you're trying to do and the intentions that you're currently trying to set for yourself. And that's going to be a really challenging friendship to maintain, right? If you're constantly feeling pressured to do something that you don't want to do. Number nine, you don't feel like you can be yourself with the other person. If you don't feel like you can be yourself, that's really, really tough. And it takes up a lot of energy to pretend to be someone that you're not. So if you don't feel like you can be yourself with the other person in this friendship or relationship, then that might be a sign that you're outgrowing it. And number 10, one person stops putting effort into the relationship. So this kind of goes kind of hand in hand with what I was saying when either you decide or when the other person decides or when you both decide that you're not going to be putting any more effort into the relationship yeah that's a huge sign that you may have outgrown this relationship and one of the things that I really want to talk about is the feeling of guilt and guilt is a huge thing that comes up during any breakup whether that's a friendship breakup or a you know romantic breakup guilt. It's really tough to process, sit with that feeling of guilt. And um, that comes up a lot when you outgrow friendships. Um, And I want to go over some things that you don't have to feel guilty about when you're outgrowing these friendships. Number one, you don't have to feel guilty about not wanting to play the guessing game with someone anymore. So if you've been feeling like you and the other person don't have a clear stream of communication or maybe you're constantly getting ghosted or left on red, or maybe you're doing that to the other person. Um, Having to constantly guess at the status of your friendship or relationship is draining. And 
And if you don't want to play this guessing game with someone anymore, then you don't have to feel guilty about letting go of this friendship or relationship. Number two, you don't have to feel guilty about walking away and ending the relationship for good. So most of us wait until uh, we hit our breaking point. But, you know, I feel like if you can kind of get ahead of it sometimes and know like when it's kind of this divine time to walk away and end the relationship for good. And I say for good lightly because we're human and we're allowed to change our minds. But one thing I want to say is we have to also realize our role in it too. It can be hard not to feel like the victim. And I think only we can know like when we weren't honoring the friendship or relationship to the best of our ability as well. Of course, I'm not talking about like toxic, abusive relationships that like I'm not saying realize your role in it too. Um, I think the only thing that you can really focus on is just how to how to get out of it, you know, so that's a little different. But the th- and when I say that these are the things you don't have to feel guilty about, I'm not saying don't feel guilty about it because you you probably like there's a there's a high chance that you will feel feelings of guilt about these things. But I think there's a lot of shoulds placed on us in today's society and even in the past. And I think that sometimes we're told to feel guilty about certain things and that's not okay. So number three, you do not have to feel guilty about having boundaries and knowing what you will and will not tolerate. But this also means having boundaries with yourself, right? So for example, if you have an ex that you are having a tough time getting over, maybe it would be helpful to stop checking their social media page, right? Because it's driving you crazy. So um, the next thing is not letting them back in when they come crawling back. Um, don't allow yourself to get manipulated. You know, you can still be kind and compassionate and cordial without letting someone back into your inner space. Um, and, you know, of course, in situations like, for example, if you're dealing with a narcissist, uh, sometimes no contact is necessary. So you don't have to let everybody back in. And you, you know, not engaging with the person anymore, even when we feel guilty. Sorry, you don't have to feel guilty about not engaging with the person anymore. So when we feel guilty about hurting someone's feelings while making necessary decisions that are best for us, it can be harder to hold our boundaries with them. And the cycle will continue if you don't follow through with the change that you're trying to seek. Number four, you don't have to feel guilty about feeling these feelings of like feeling heartbroken and wanting the friendship or relationship back. Um, It's okay to feel ambivalent in the process. Take it day by day. You don't need to make any permanent decisions right now in this moment. Number five, giving the relationship space. We live in a world where we're constantly being pressured to make big decisions right now. And we don't always have the whole picture available to us. And honestly, if you're, you know, you're not certain about whether you want to cut the friendship or relationship off and you don't know whether it's a good time to walk away just yet, know that it's okay to give yourself space and grace to just process and not make any decisions. Number six, you don't have to feel guilty when you get jealous that the other person makes new friends or when your loved one maybe begins a new relationship. That's a normal feeling. We're humans. And if you get jealous, just 
it's tough. It's tough to sit with that emotion. But if you give yourself a little bit more space and compassion with feeling the little, the more difficult um, emotions, um, it can be really helpful overall. Number seven, you don't have to feel guilty about following your intuition and trusting your gut about the way you feel about people. So you are more perceptive and tuned in than you think. You know, pay attention to how you feel. And number eight, this kind of piggybacks on number six, but you don't have to feel guilty about feeling these complex emotions that come with the process of letting go of a relationship. So this can look like guilt, anger, grief. Um, You know, this can even look like your ego or maybe your pride getting in the way. Like, man, it'll go crazy, like telling you all sorts of nonsense while you're trying to go ahead and do what's best for you. So give yourself just a little bit more compassion when you're feeling those complex emotions. One really helpful thing is to journal, but I know that there's a lot of situations where it's not actually like safe for you to journal out like your true feelings because of privacy concerns. Maybe you don't really have a private space that you live in at home or, you know, you're concerned about people reading things. Just know that like if you get it out somehow, some way, it's really helpful in the emotional process of letting go. So, you know, journaling, podcasting, I know this sounds crazy, but talking to yourself, (laughs) like just getting it out, really just saying your emotions, maybe that's phoning a friend, whatever you need to do to process um, in a way that like serves your highest and best good, right? So here is the mindset piece in all of this. Ending friendships and relationships, it isn't easy by any means. And it hurts and it's painful and sometimes it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. One helpful thing that I've learned from Byron Katie, a brilliant author, is that it's not our thoughts but our attachment to our thoughts that cause suffering for us. If we can reframe our thinking into a more empowered mindset around this kind of stuff, then we can think of outgrowing friendships and relationships as a way to clear some space and make room for the things that are more in alignment with who we are at our core and where we're headed in life. We we can begin to shift our mindset into a more empowered one by thinking this breakup is happening for us, not to us. Give yourself the time and space to feel your emotions. Feelings of loneliness, isolation, and abandonment are common. Be kind to yourself in this whole process because you've got this. If you have a mental health professional that you can work with to navigate the emotions that come up with, you know, releasing challenging relationships, um, that can be super helpful. Sometimes having a kind of multidisciplinary team of support is helpful too, whether that's having a life coach or a trusted friend or a loved one, you know, whatever that looks like to you. Um, Just not try not to do this all by yourself in terms of processing and grieving and moving on, um, it can be really helpful. And if setting boundaries or making mindset shifts like this is something that you've struggled with during challenging situations like friendship or relationship breakups, then I'd love to help. Now, I'm not a breakup coach by any means, but I help empaths set boundaries and make mindset shifts so that they can step into their more empowered self and reclaim their personal power in life. So, These are all things that I cover more deeply in my empath empowerment coaching program. 
which is my private one-on-one coaching program to help empower empaths through learning about and harnessing their gift of deep feeling and sensitivity. You can visit my website for more information at naomicourtneycoaching.com. And if you're an empath, then this is a wonderful program. I just love hearing the success stories at the end of the program. It's amazing what sorts of transformations that can be made internally in terms of your mindset shifts and setting boundaries and making more empowering moves for yourself in just the eight weeks. That is all. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the That's Deep Empath podcast, and I will see you all next time. Thanks, everyone. So what did you think of the episode? If you loved it, I would greatly appreciate it if you left me a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to the show on right now. Go ahead and rate us with the number of stars that you see fit and go ahead and leave a little comment and this will help get the podcast out to other like-minded and like-sold people like you. Thank you so much and I will see you back on the next episode. Mahalo! I know that there are a lot of creative souls that listen to this podcast, and some of you might even be interested in starting your own podcast. If you are looking to take the leap into the world of podcasting, I would love to offer you a month free on Podbean, which is the hosting site that I host my podcast on. You can get a month free if you use my link, and I'll leave it in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show.